The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Baranci. How are you doing? After, um, after I don't know, what was it? About uh, 18 hours of insanity on the hardwood. College basketball, NBA basketball. We've been uh, playing basketball all day long. Although it really got started um, this evening in the dinnertime hour. I believe the tip-off was 5 o'clock Eastern with West Virginia and Baylor. Two big-time teams that can go very far in the tournament. All right? Everybody talks about Gonzaga. Everybody talks about Baylor. Everybody talks about Michigan. Yet you see, and those teams are all you know extremely low price. There's no value with these teams. There's no value on Gonzaga at plus 250. There's no value of betting on Baylor at plus 350. There's no value in Michigan now at plus 420. None of these teams are a lock to win the national championship. And all you need to know is evidence of this. Look at Baylor. Look at where West Virginia is in the 23 to 1 range and look where Baylor is in the 3 to 1 range. Look how evenly matched they are. They just went to overtime. It was a battle from hell, all right? 94-89, crazy game, wild game. And you see, Baylor aren't that much better than West Virginia. If they play each other 10 times, did Baylor win six of them? Probably. Yet, they're all going to be wars, right? They're all going to be wars. And you see Michigan. You know, Michigan, and I'm a Michigan fan, but Michigan, everyone's anointing Michigan. Oh, Michigan this, Michigan that, and I'm right there, and I still think Michigan is going to go far. But Michigan, they're at 4-1. to one. Illinois were at 14-1 to one before tonight, all right? Illinois were 14-1. to one. Illinois just went into Ann Arbor without their best player. They were missing 20 points a game, and they're getting nine points, and they smashed Michigan outright. They, they were getting nine points. They smashed Michigan outright. All right, the odds makers have bought in. Illinois has immediately moved to 10 to 1 right now. This is like NBA top shot, uh, this stuff, all right? The, the, the college basketball future market is going to be very fluid over the next uh, couple of days and uh, two weeks or so because I'll tell you what, every time a Michigan loses, like Michigan, if they lose again to Michigan State on Thursday, Michigan are going to drop to like 6 or 7 to 1 again. People panic. They have short attention spans. Oh my God, this team sucks. They lost. The late night anger management class continues. Bring it. Remember, you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, satellite, or the internet. To make it any easier, we'd have to move in with you. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sports Grid. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Dot com. Your search is over. You found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the snort and swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break out the hickory switch. The Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi. Of course, one of our more popular segments we've done over the years um, has been Who Ruined Your Sunday? So I almost feel like asking Who Ruined Your Tuesday uh, tonight? Uh, maybe I'll fire it off on Twitter, but we got a full house in our chat uh, as well. And listen, at this time of the year, you're going to have bad beats, all right? And I'll just rattle off before we bring Andrew McKennis in. These are our bad beats uh, today. And you can say bad beats, tough losses. You know, if you lose by half a point or a point, it doesn't really mean it was a bad beat. Sometimes you might have been down by 20 and come back and then still lost. Like, you know what I mean? But tough losses, let's say. All right, tough losses. So last night, Florida Panthers lose in overtime shootout. Um, San Antonio Spurs plus four. We have them. They go to overtime. They lose uh, to Brooklyn. I had Zion over 26 and a half points. He got to 26 uh, last night. Today, I have West Virginia plus four. Uh, they battle their ass off. They're up late. Somehow, they end up uh, going to overtime. They lose by five in overtime. So I have West Virginia uh, in overtime uh, plus four. They lose by five. I have Youngtown's, Youngstown State tonight, plus three, goes to overtime. They lose by four. I have the in-game over 223 points in the, um, the Lakers and the Suns, sailing and cruising, looking good. Devin Booker gets kicked out of the game. Game stays under by five points, does go over the original number. After all that, I guess I could say, well, I did have the under five and a half in the Rangers game tonight with the Sabres, and that did not look like it was going to stay under the number, and it did, but dear God, like, I'm forgetting some, too. I, I'll go, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, just brutal stuff. Oh, yeah, I have Chris Paul. I got Chris Paul over 10 and a half assists. Dude's got, like, uh, you know, whatever. He's got, like, seven assists already. Booker gets kicked out, Right. That hurts Chris Paul assists. Chris Paul suddenly has no one to pass the ball to, and suddenly Chris Paul is shooting the ball instead of passing it to Devin Booker, who already had 15 points at the half. Let's bring in Andrew McKinnis right now. I guess our night's going better than the goaltending coach of the Montreal Canadiens who was fired tonight, even though they beat Ottawa. You know, McKinnis, they fired Julia last week after they beat Ottawa. Now they fire the goalie coach after beating Ottawa. Next time they play Ottawa, I'd be concerned if I was a Canadian's assistant coach. Another one bites the dust. You know, I think that you and I were on different sides of it. It seemed like after you and I spoke last week, you were, uh, you were tweeting some more about uh, Julian and Ducharme. And, and I think I had a little bit of a disagreement with you, but with this one, there's no arguing. There has to be some type of behind-the-scenes stuff that we don't really know about because that's just super weird. I mean, how do you do that directly after a win? It just seems super bizarre. It's a goaltending coach. Why not wait till tomorrow? Why not wait till – it just it seems weird to me 
that it just came after a win and they looked like they played really well. Price played really well. And all of a sudden they fired this guy and <laughs> because they're really they're a insane. bad beat or anything, Gabe, but I just got to, yeah, no, for sure. And I got to just rant for a second real quick myself. It's not a bad beat, but I'm telling you, Gabe, anytime that you find out or you talk to me that I have bet against the Pittsburgh Penguins, just make sure you put as much as you can on them because <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> in the past two or three years, I cannot win betting against this team. I mean, how many wins does the Penguins have on the season so far? Um, and I literally, like, they, the, the Penguins have 12 wins. I think I've bet against them seven times, and they've, they've won every time I've bet against them. I saw you crying and uh, bitching and uh, raging about the Pittsburgh Cape on Twitter uh, earlier. Uh, to, listen, we all have those teams who are going to be the, the nemesis um, of us. And you know what? Winner made in our chat has a good point as well tonight. It was one of these, one of these bad beat rage Tuesdays tonight for people, <laughs> due to the fact that Kawhi Leonard, of course it had to be the Kawhi that does this, but Kawhi Leonard was in the lineup tonight, uh, McInnes. All right, no, there was he wasn't like listed uh, all day or anything. There was no question marks about Kawhi Leonard. It was so late, he got scratched so late. It was too late. The FanDuel and DraftKings had begun. DF, the DFS contest had begun. Like, once it's seven, it's, there's no turning back. You know what I mean? And basically, Kawhi didn't play. And people are raging. You know, they put big money into these tournaments, and they play Kawhi Leonard, Definitely and you're is. screwed. You, you're screwed. You just threw your money away, essentially. Like, you're not winning. You're, NBA DFS is next to impossible to win as it is. If you don't have a player of Kawhi's stature, whatever money you put in with that lineup, McKinnis, it's dead, bro. You know what I mean? It's done. Because someone else, there'll be other people, thousands, tens of thousands of other people that didn't play Kawhi Leonard in the same contest, and they won't be screwed, and you are. Thing is, some people put big money into this. And there was no, like, there wasn't like, oh, it's on me. Because sometimes I'll do it, McKinnis. I'm sure it happens to you where it's like, man, I should have double-checked that. I should have double-checked to see if this guy was actually in or out. You know what I mean? I assumed, right? And you can't assume. So, and these DFS guys are as sharp as they get. And there was like, what are you going to do? If they tell you it's 7.07, oh, Kawhi Leonard's a scratch, it's too late. The contest has started. <laughs> like, it's too late. The other games have just started. Like, you can't, like, abandon ship and stop everything. So everyone got screwed to play Kawhi Leonard tonight in a DFS world. So I think there's a lot of unhappy people tonight, McKinnis, out there. <laughs> yeah, and that's the funny thing. You mentioned unhappy people. I come on this show and I'm complaining to you about that loss I had. And that's my only loss in the past two days, nine and one. Since, uh, you know, oh, the past two days, well, I'm awesome. complaining about losing that. You know, I'm complaining about losing on, on, against the Penguins, but I'm nine and one. But you know, uh, what your story there, Gabe, reminds me of actually doing the baseball show in the summer with Smoking Dave Koken, and he was talking about the way that, the, you know, things are changing with the legalization of sports betting and all these different companies and the fantasy and everything like that, right? And he pretty much was saying what you're saying. He's like, how can we possibly be getting these pitcher information so late in the day? How are we finding out the lineup information so late in the day? And I actually didn't make one NBA bet today. I thought about a few different bets. And all I saw around like 
six o'clock was just everybody complaining and whining and going crazy. <laughs> so I knew something was going on. So, so fill me in Gabe, because this, there has to be more besides just that one example. Cause it sounds like there were so many guys that were in and out of lineups. Well, it's, it's a nightly thing. And you know, I know you bet some NBA, you, you bet more hockey, but Dude, like, look, like last night, Joel Embiid is out of the lineup. Very, he's listed as very, un, very, very, um, very questionable. That was the definition. He's not just questionable, but very questionable. Basically, bro, 14 minutes before tip-off, he's in the lineup. All right, he plays. Um, so, like, DFS people can adjust, but from a betting standpoint, and Koken is right with baseball. Baseball is, and especially with the pandemic, I don't know if this year it'll settle down, McKinnis, more, but last year it was insane, bro. It was becoming like the NBA, where like every day guys would be scratched in baseball. Oh, he's out. No, no, he's in a protocol. He's out. No, tracing this. And no, he's injured. No, load management. I've never seen anything like it across the board in sports. Hockey is different. These guys play to the death. I'll give them credit for that. Uh, we'll, we'll give him credit for that, but NBA, man, uh, you got to hit refresh like 38 times a day, bro. You got to hit refresh 38 times a day to, to figure out who's going to be in a lineup or not. And I you know we'll see. I think in a ba- baseball, it'll be the same damn thing uh, probably uh, once again, but baseball just gets me mad whenever I start talking about baseball. Um, everybody's getting me mad tonight. That's why it's sports rage. <laughs> It's a late-night anger management class. The name of the show, eh, Gabe? Yeah. Uh, I guess we're not here to be happy. What a screw job. Bunch of screw jobs tonight. Devin Booker got screwed. Never should have gotten kicked out of that game. Pile of crap, even though Phoenix ended up winning the game anyways. Dennis Schroeder, you dumbass. You missed a dunk late. You lost. You turned the ball over. You screwed me over. You screwed me. We are the first 24-hour network giving you the most extensive fantasy sports and odds coverage of all major sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As you can continue. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. And you listening to Sports Grid? Ask yourself and be honest. Am I listening? Enough. Probably not. 16 hours a day. That's all we ask. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Then I'll go down to the track, put it all on a horse. Why don't you put it in the bank? Bank? This is found money. I want to parlay it. I want to make a big score. Oh, you mean you want to lose it? <laughs> Late night anger, man, for class, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Lebrancy, Sirius XM Channel 204, shout out to all my AM radio affiliates and listed Tuesday, fucking 180 minutes of Sports Talk Radio. 
Jason B. Takafan will step up in it and join us. Former Baseball Executive of the Year um, in the minor leagues. Um, four-time champion, Vancouver Canadians. Former affiliate of the Oakland Athletics and, uh, and the Toronto Blue Jays. It's not the Blue Jays. It used to be the Oakland Athletics um, in yesteryear. We'll talk some baseball, some win totals, some rule changes, the new baseball that they're using that actually doesn't fly as far. They've deadened the baseball because they're morons. Uh, they deadened the baseball. Now in two years, you're going to see they're going to lower the mound. Go, well, we're not getting enough runs. So it's like they don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, all right, so Andrew McKenna's kicking it with a sportsmemo.com. Uh, wager talk tv so i got lucky i, I had a, i've had a ton of bad beats bro and i don't like to turn bad beats but i've gotten screwed over man like 16 times in the last 24 hours but i guess i can say i got pretty lucky hitting the under five and a half in this ranger saber game tonight there were you know, early goals right out of the gate bro there was like one one like two three minutes into the game <laughs> then it was like it was two one right away then they both score again so basically, the total is five and a half, guys. They're at five after two periods of play. There's no way in hell you think this game is going to go under the number. The total got as high as eight and a half. Somehow it stays under. Rangers, best under bet in the NHL. Cash another under tonight with these guys. Somehow. It's a miracle. The miracle, uh, you know, the Manhattan miracle on uh, 34th Street. That's what it is. You gotta love it, Gabe, when you have an under in a game when there's zero goals in the third period. I actually had the Rangers on the money line, so uh, laid a decent price, but was happy to cash it. So both of us cashed a ticket there. You mentioned the Rangers, a good team to grab an under with right now. How about the Devils as well, man? Devils, Islanders. I had that under in that game, two-one. Uh, that game yeah, was pretty much too. dead nut under the whole way through. Devils can't score, man. Uh, they're in the same boat there as, as, as the Sabers. It's just so crazy because if you look at the Sabers. Look where they are in the standings, Gabe, and they have so much talent, but just like horrible contracts, not like, you know, ever, ever since I come on this show, I always talk about depth, and the Buffalo Sabres have none of that. You know, they have maybe like three or four guys that can score, and it's the exact same thing with the Devils, right? They have two or three guys that can score, and then after that, you have really no idea what's going to happen. So, interesting night in the NHL, though, man. Uh, obviously, I could talk about Montreal, but they played Ottawa, big whoop, but Tampa Bay and Dallas. Tampa beats Dallas 2 nothing, And I, you know, yesterday I was doing kind of an overview of all these divisions. And it's interesting because if you look at it, this East division has been pretty cool to look at because Dallas is right down there at the bottom, Gabe. And they actually are at the bottom of the league as far as games played. Vancouver is actually the league, the league leaders in games played. Um, Dallas is in the bottom. They've barely played that many games. And I think it's really hurt them. You know, they have really not been able to get the chemistry, the game flow, you know, get back into that pro-life kind of thing. And it really feels like it's hurting them because when you play two or three games in a row and then you get COVID protocol and then you play it one or two games again and then your opponent has COVID protocol, right? They have not been able to find any rhythm. And I honestly, I feel like that's a lot of the factor. I mean, they have some injuries, but that's kind of the biggest shocker to me of the night that uh, Tampa Bay is rolling. They're getting it going. They've looked solid past couple games. But Dallas, man, they cannot do anything right now. Seems to me that Dallas, and over the years we've seen this with this group, that they need a kick in the ass. They need things to go poorly for them before things will get better for them. Remember a few years ago, they got called out. Um, the, the owner, you know, the GM snapped basically <laughs> publicly. And yeah, the GMs in, in hockey, they don't do that publicly usually. 
but he basically like went on a talk show locally in Dallas and just went off. And he basically said, you know what? He goes, our owner, the owner of the team calls me after every game. And he goes, what the hell am I paying these guys for? They're terrible. He goes, these guys don't even try. And he didn't name by name, but he goes, he goes, he goes, what am I paying these star players for? And he was basically calling out Ben. He was calling out everyone at the time. And, and you know, if you recall, and he goes, and you know what? He's right. He goes, I'm running out of answers. He goes, I got nothing to say to the owner. He goes, he's right. These guys, they don't care. And it was public and it really lit a fire under their ass. And we've seen if you like, and, and it's happened in the past. Last year, they weren't great. And then, you know, they go on that run. This is what they do. I don't have a lot of faith in that hockey team, to be honest with you. But let's uh, let's jump into the overnight numbers here right now. So we have the Boston Bruins, who are back home now. They struggled in the New York area. Um, you know, by Bruins standards, they're they're by their standards, they're they're not playing well. They've lost um, four of their last six hockey games, and you know that bothers them because they have such a high standard. Meanwhile, Washington are playing good hockey. They're six and two in their last eight. Um, what do you make of this matchup? Washington are plus one thirty-two road dogs right now. Boston are minus one fifty-six overnight. Total is six and a half in this game. Yeah, you look at that uh, that game that Boston had against Philadelphia, the outdoor game. They won seven three. And prior to that, they had two losses. Prior to that, they had four wins. So I kind of felt like. You saw the two losses, and they bounced back. Outside game, uh, big event, lots of uh, viewership. They win 7-3 against Philadelphia, and they go ahead and win. They lose their next two, and then they beat the Rangers, right? And so I think that, Gabe, right now, more than ever, it's really important to look at, okay, who is the team beating in their division, and who are they actually falling to? Because having that bounce-back performance against New York, winning 4-1, doesn't really mean that much to me because after that win against Philadelphia, when they won seven, three, they lost seven, two to the Islanders. They lost six, two to the Rangers and they bounced back as minus minus one sixty favorites and beat the Rangers. So for the amount of talent that they have, we can read all the quotes we want from the locker room. We can read everything we want to say about these star players. But to me, Washington is the better team right now. And I think that having said that about, you know, who have teams played, Washington has only played New Jersey um, recently and Pittsburgh and stuff like that. But the fact is they're finding a way to win. And I like this Washington team right now because it's not just the same guys scoring. And that to me is a huge thing. I always preach that. And uh, I think they're live here in this game. I'll look for over six game. I feel like the, the, uh, the offense will come to life for the Boston Bruins, but I think that uh, the, the money has to come here on the underdog plus one thirty five. Give me the Capitals. I don't think the Bruins figure things out here against the great team in the Capitals. Yeah, total six and a half uh, in this game. Minus 128 to the under. Minus 104 if you like the over. Uh, Washington Capitals and Boston Bruins. Another six and a half is the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Edmonton Oilers. And, you know, people think of the Maple Leafs and they think of the Oilers of, uh, as two high-scoring teams. And, you know, they with all the offensive firepower and stars uh, that they have, but they've both actually been under uh, under teams and under machines. In the last 10 games, they're both 7-3 and three, uh, to the under. The Leafs are now 13-9 and nine to the under on the season, and Edmonton is 12-11 and 11 to the under on the season. If you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's a good sign, actually. You're playing more responsible defensively right now. They're winning lower scoring games. They're pitching shutouts. 
They win games when, when Matthews and Marner don't score a million goals still. The Leafs are the real freaking deal, without a doubt. Uh, they have to prove it in the playoffs, but they're the real deal right now in the regular season, 17-4-2. But surprisingly enough, an under-machine, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I'll tell you, all these teams don't like each other, but it's a little magnified in the Canadian division a bit as well. And, you know, the, the rivalries are a little bit more heightened. And these teams play each other so damn much all the time. When teams are going to play each other, McKinnis, all the time in hockey, it's not going to get higher scoring as the year goes on. You know what I mean? Like, eventually, it's just going to come to a standstill soon. It's like, I'm telling you guys, like, unders are the way to go in this Canadian division now. They really hate each other. There's high totals because the perception is, oh, my God, look at all the goals, like the goal scorers in this division. And early in the season, yeah, McKinnis, they were going over. But we're seeing these division games tighten up. Look at Montreal and Ottawa. Big totals. Calgary and, and, and Ottawa, six and a half, stays under. Uh, Montreal, Ottawa, stays under. Toronto and Edmonton have played each other twice in the last couple of nights. Both games have gone under, bro, four nothing and three nothing. I couldn't agree more with you. Couldn't agree more. I'm right there with you. I I'm definitely uh, agree. And uh, as a Montreal Canadiens fan, it pains me to say it. This team has looked pretty good. It only took an adjusted format and division for them to look pretty good. But uh, this team's looked rock solid, and a lot of it has to go to their defense as well. You know, it's not going to. It's not first to five wins anymore with them. Like last year, Gabe, they could have three goals, and the game's not over. It had they had to score four or five goals to win a hockey game. And not anymore, really, right now. But I want to mention that it was pretty interesting. A couple weeks ago, I found out some pretty cool stats. It was pretty much showing how strong this Edmonton team was. Uh, I think it was like eight. It was like 13 goals. Um, or no, 13 separate players or something like that uh, on Edmonton had scored a goal in their past, like 28 goals, something like that. And it pretty much was just showing the talent level and the, the ability to win that they have when they don't have a guy named Leon or Connor scoring. And when that does not happen, everything bad happens to this team. And I feel like if you look at their losses, that's exactly what we're continuing to see again. And against Toronto, um, it was just very, very evident, man. Like you see those two guys and those couple guys get taken out of the equation and there was nothing there. However, Toronto... They actually proved that they didn't need to have Matthews. They didn't need to have one specific guy scoring for them. So they look good. And I will actually go right back on the under for tomorrow. It's a mini playoff series, man. They're playing tight. You got to give credit to the Maple Leafs coaching staff, actually. They're doing a great job on this year. Bring it. Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge, or don't. And wish you had. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Your search is over. You found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. That's the dumbest bet I ever heard of. I disagree. I disagree. Disagree as well, Francesca. We've got dumber bets. We've definitely got dumber bets that we can make. I am Renzi. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Series XM Channel 204. You know what? I always uh, post our shows on Twitter and I retweet stuff a lot, but I don't do Facebook very often. So I'm just actually posting right now. It says, you know, on YouTube, share, share video. I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll share it on Facebook. Although I'm not on Facebook uh, very often. Uh, but we just uh, posted this on Facebook right now. But if you want to follow me on uh, Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at SportsRage. I don't even know. I don't need you following me on Facebook. I'm not a Facebook fan. <laughs> so I just did it for the hell of it uh, right now. So shout out to everybody tuning in on our AM radio affiliates and Sirius XM Channel 204, wherever you may be, our digital video platforms. Andrew McKinnis kicking with us. Uh, WagerTalkTV, SportsMemo.com in the house. So we're just talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Edmonton Oilers, two teams that you would think about as high-flying operations, and they can be, but over the last couple of weeks, and let's keep in mind these teams are playing each other all the time over and over, um, the, the, the tendencies are starting to be known. They start to take away the other team's star players more as it goes on, and it's not like they, they, you know, once in a while you get a track meet, but these teams that play each other all the time, it's just going to get lower scoring as the season goes on. I think we need to take advantage of the six and a halfs when we can get them. But are the Leafs really going to shut the Oilers out again, bro? That's crazy. <laughs> like, how many periods are they going to go without scoring? <clears throat> That's the problem. That's kind of what we look at it right now. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I've really been starting to look at things like this as a playoff series game. It's really what it is. I mean, it kind of goes with what you were saying before about uh, how they get used to each other, they get used to how each other are playing, and it's really a big defensive battle. Um, I know you're a big prop guy, Gabe, so I'll throw this to you, man. I'll throw it back to you. If you're betting Edmonton to win the game tomorrow, why aren't you just betting Connor McDavid to score a goal? Or Leon Dreisaitl over one and a half points plus 130? Because that's the only way I see them winning the game. You know what's crazy, bro, at FanDuel? Um, so listen, they have actually some props up right now. So let's see who they have. Uh, let me keep scrolling. Do they have the star players up? I don't know why they had to do this, but all right, they've got, there's Mitch Marner to score a goal. Mitch Marner is uh, plus 220 uh, to score a goal. Dry saddle points, Connor McDavid points. I don't see a Connor McDavid goals. I'll keep scrolling. There's a million props, but I, I wanted to ask you, do you play? It's crazy because FanDuel has this. You can bet they don't have it up yet right now, but they have um, they have um, shutout props. So here it is: Connor McDavid for the record. Connor McDavid is plus one twenty four to score a goal. So he's plus one twenty four to score a goal, uh, Connor McDavid. But they have shutout props, bro. Like, will the goalie get a shutout? And it's usually like plus nine fifty, plus ten fifty, plus eleven hundred. 
I've seen it as low as about plus 750, but it's generally in like the plus 900 range or so. And man, we've been seeing like shutouts almost on a nightly basis over the last couple of uh, like the last week or so, McKinnis. Yeah, Gabe, I've never really done that before. Honestly, that's uh, that's definitely looking for a pretty good price. If I was to do that, I'm more so the kind of guy to look for an alternate spread, you know, alternative puck line, like minus two and a half or something like that. Take that approach. It's not the, not the best odds, but something like that. Because I feel like if you feel like there's going to be a shutout, you obviously feel like that there's going to be some type of marginal victory. So I'd be a little more comfortable with taking a team minus two and a half goals or something like that with, at a still pretty good price. Yeah, you know what, though? The, the problem is we did the math, and sh- hockey shutouts are kind of rare. There have been shutouts recently, but me and Cam were doing the math and sort of looking at it. Let's say there's like 10 games or 12 games in a night, all right? And let's let's just say they're all 10 to 1, bro, right? And so let's use $100 or $10, whatever you want to do. So let's say you use $10, $10 bets each time at 10 to 1 that a goalie's going to get a shutout. And you pick one goalie in each game, so you can't take. He's not. You can't take twenty of them. So let's say you take. You pick one goalie in each game to get a shot out at ten to one. And there's like ten or twelve games. You'd have to get more than one shutout to make money. And I don't know if there's two right. shutouts a night. So I, you know what, McKinnon, it's like I'd like to. Merrill's a good numbers guy. He's not a big hockey guy, but Merrill's good at telling us what the real percentage is. But like, what, I'd like to know, like, mm-hmm. what do you think the real odds are? Should be like twelve to one, probably, right? Instead of eight to one for a shutout. Exactly. Like, it has to be outside that number. It has to be outside. Yeah. That. Yeah. Like, shutouts it's kind of like, what of would rare. it have to be for you to take it? What would it have to be for you to take it? Is kind of what I always like to think about. And what you just said there, Gabe, kind of reminds me of this. And this is what I was doing a lot last year, and I kind of want to go back to doing a little bit more because more and more books are offering the regulation or the three-way line. Let's try and crunch these numbers. There's games going to overtime. Don't get me wrong. There are, but think about the difference in odds you get for grabbing a team in regulation versus on the money line. Imagine if every bet you made for the rest of the season, Gabe, you took them in regulation, you turned a minus 110 into a, you know, a good plus price every single time. Like tonight, the Ottawa Senators in regulation would have been like plus 330. Like every single bet you make is inflated because you're eliminating overtime. And I I told people that and they were like, I don't know, man, you're going to get burnt by OT. But to me, I'm actually willing to take that and to bite that versus getting these better prices. Like you can turn every minus 150 into a minus 110. I'll do that all day long. I think you you might be onto something here, bro. I like like the language that you're talking. I like the language uh, that you're talking uh, here, McKinnis. Because uh, <laughs> you know what? And I'm, I, you know what, actually? It does feel as if, though, I get burnt all the time with overtime games. But let's be real. In the big picture, how many times, like, what's the percentage of these teams really going to overtime? You hear what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, uh, like look, the Washington Capitals have played 21 games, bro, four times, 12 and 5 in regulation. 17 times in regulation. So only four times, bro, overtime would have screwed you there. Um, New York Islanders, 22 games, four overtimes. Boston Bruins, bro, 19 times, two times, bro. I think you're onto something here. It's almost, you know what, McKinnis? I like your style, and I brought this up too. It's the same thinking that I bring up with the NFL, bro. 
throw out point spreads that basically like 82% of the time in an NFL football game, the point spread doesn't come into play. Like you're you're wasting the value. You could just say, you know what? If I like the team to cover, I'm taking them on the money line. And it sounds ballsy to do it, but bro, instead of getting a six-point underdog at plus six, you're getting this at plus 275. It doesn't take many wins on a Sunday to suddenly go, dear God, I just I just made a lot of money, right, on this stuff. Point spreads <laughs> don't matter. It's like the Super Bowl. Dude, there's been 55 Super Bowls. The point spread has mattered six times, McKinnis. Look, the Chiefs were favored this year, right? Did it matter? No. Like the can like when nope. you took Tampa, if you took Tampa, you didn't need the points. And coming into this, we knew this that it was 49, it was 48 and 6 before this. So it happens again. And you could have got plus 172 or whatever the hell it was, plus 162 or whatever the hell it was. You know what I mean at the time instead of the plus 3. You know what I mean? Point spreads don't yeah. matter. And if you just throw that Standing out, hockey, make more though, money. Gabe, the plus one so and a I half. like where you're going with this. Yes. The, pl- the plus one and a half in hockey, I apologize. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that is no, the stupidest bet you can make. Because, yeah, th- that is the stupidest bet you can make doing the plus one and a half because it's the same thing. And that I've heard you say it for years, Gabe, and hats off to you. And a lot of people have said that. Why take an NFL team plus three and a half uh, especially if you're a high-volume better, right? And, like, in the NHL, this guy will say to me, hey, Andrew, what do you think about the Blackhawks plus one and a half tonight? It's like, dude, you're betting on them to lose by one goal. <laughs> Just take the plus money and ride them to win the game. Like, why would you bet your own money and bank on a team to lose by one goal? You might as well just take the plus money. <laughs> Andrew McKinnon's kicking. I'm sorry, McKinnon. So let's, let's blast through. Let, let's blast through some more of these not lines here. St. Louis Blues are minus 158 road favorites in Los Angeles against the Ducks. Totals five and a half. The Los Angeles Kings in action. Plus 108. Coyotes minus 126. Uh, total five and a half. The Kings have been a quite a surprise team actually this year. And speaking of hot teams, the Minnesota Wild. Um, who played a crazy game the other night with Vegas. They're plus 130, Vegas minus 154, totals five and a half. We've got the Avalanche and the Sharks. Avs are big money burners, laying big favorites, a big price all the time. Total six and a half. What do you think about the rest of the NHL card? Uh, looking looking tomorrow, I'll start with the, the Blues and the Ducks. That that game was pretty interesting the last time these two teams played, but I'm going to look at it and just say that uh, I think it's always a good idea to try and catch a team at the beginning of a streak, obviously not when you're pretty much late to the party. And the Blues weren't playing well, Gabe. They couldn't score. They couldn't score against L.A. They couldn't score against anybody. Um, and I, it's back-to-back games where they, you know, they scored seven goals against San Jose. And it's hilarious because prior to that, they scored one against L.A., and then they, they didn't score anything. So they needed yeah. to get a touchdown of goals in order to get things going. And sometimes you have to do that, man. It's just an outbreak of goals. They score five goals against Anaheim their next game. I like St. Louis. I'm grabbing them on the puck line. Uh, Anaheim was hanging around with Teamsgate, and I'm telling you, man, it was only because they had great goaltending. And I think some puck luck as far as some of their offensive players because they're not a great team. And St. Louis, I just can't believe they were almost like just battling for a playoff spot. Um, and because of that, look at the price we're getting. This is just too good to be true. I like this team, and I think there's even good value on the puck line here. You can get plus 170, 175 for them to win by margin. 
That's a pretty yeah. pretty damn good price, man, on the St. Louis Blues, just for a team that the market is kind of sleeping on right now. As far as that Vegas Golden Knights game, that was probably the most exciting bet I've watched. People always ask me, like, do you yell at your TV when you watch games? And, um, you know, we ha- you haven't seen me in person in a while, but obviously you know me, Gabe. I'm a pretty chill guy. But watching some games, I get pretty into it. I had the Golden Knights as one of my big picks up at Wager Talk, and, man, uh, coming back after being down 4-2, winning in overtime, unbelievable comeback. And I'm actually going to go right back to the well with the over 5.5 tomorrow. I'm going to stay away from the side uh, in the Wild Knights meet tomorrow, go back with the over 5.5. I believe there's so much speed on the Wild, and Vegas didn't even play their best game, and I still see a 5.5 here as a total. Um, give me the Blues and give me the over, Wild and Knights. I like the Blues as well. I think that, you know, look, the Blues have a ton of character. They couldn't buy a break. They have the resiliency. Unlike the Canadians, they don't panic and start firing everybody consistently every day. They just fight <laughs> through it. Although Bennington is about to lose it, right? You can tell this guy's snapping. Like, like the Blues are on the edge here. But you like their intensity at least, right? Like they're just, they can't, they hate losing. Right? Like the Blues just can't accept losing games and it pisses them off when they do. But as you stated, you know, they scored 12 goals in the last two games. The Ducks are in a free fall right now, guys. Gibson can only do so much, man. And they've lost seven games in a row uh, right now. And McKinnis raised a good point as far as a buy sign being in uh, right now for St. Louis. Uh, minus 158 on the money line if you want to lay the buck and a half. Plus 176 right now in FanDuel. We'll take a quick break and wrap it up with Mechanics 3-Minute Warning. Level 2 coming up next. Bring it. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Sports Grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So many sports. So many memories. So many players. So many teams. So many great matchups. So many possibilities. Now are you really going to pass all that up? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You know you're smart when Billy Bean trusts you with his players. As uh, he won championships with the Oakland Athletic Organization 
uh, A-ball, Vancouver Canadians, uh, four, four championships uh, for the Vancouver Canadians. Very, very successful uh, program, A-ball. You know, Oakland Athletics have a great farm system, of course. Now it's the Toronto Blue Jays. So um, Andrew McCann is with us just for a couple of more moments uh, here. You know, let's Colorado, um, Colorado Avalanche, heavily hyped team. Colorado are sort of like the the American version of the Leafs and the Oilers. <laughs> you know what I mean? In which a couple of high flying players. You know, Nate McKinnon's popular in the hockey world, and he's a great player. But they're not. They're not the team to beat. They haven't done it. They have a bunch of young dudes. They're kind of flaky. They've never done it before. Yeah, people always sort of anoint somehow the Avalanche like they're on the same par with the with, with the Knights or or they're on the same par with the Lightning and these the Bruins and stuff. They're not. They're not. They're overpriced all the time. I'm not saying I want to take the Sharks here, but the Avs to me are a team that are overpriced. Yeah, Gabe, it kind of reminds me, if you look at uh, look at a team like the New York Islanders, right? You look at them, look at a team like the Dallas Stars. Do, do they have the flash? Are you seeing highlight goals every single night between those two teams? No. But they make it deep in the playoffs, or they make it past round one, round two, each year because they have great solid defense. And they find a way to win games. They put a couple goals in, and they protect the lead. Right now, the Avalanche are a great pond hockey team, you know? Every one of their defensemen, they jump into the rush, they jump forward, they don't protect their own end. I agree with you, they are not the team to beat. The problem is with the Avalanche, they're good, but for the price that they lay, it doesn't work out. They're, they're too heavily favored all the time. Always good, mechanics, bring it. Thanks, Lockheed. Live on. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.